ma, hey, ma. <laughs> I said, hey, ma, don't go stretching your wallet. These gotta pay me for taking a year from college. Go and get your nails polished. Stylist for your eyelids and a pilot for your mileage. For them frequent flights to your islands. Miss Brown and Miss Pilot. What's going on, y'all? It's your man's Too Smooth, and welcome to the conversation. You do not hear a hey, hey, hey today because C. Bailey is not with us. I'm not sure what's going on with the situation at the point in time. Um... No details need to be given, just to let you know. If you're tuning in for T. Bailey, you can cut off now. Because she's not with us on the show. Um, Let's see. Where is it? Also, um, I will be looking for a new co-host as well, because I'm not sure exactly where that lies. Um, You know, good business is good business, and bad business is bad business. But anyway, so the name of today's show will be Thankful. So I'm going to keep it as light as possible. Um, also, uh, I'll be putting information on my search for a co-host out on social media. So if you're interested, just hit me up, let me know, and we can move on from there. Um, if I'm not able to find the right person, then the show may be on a hiatus for a couple weeks or so. I will definitely let you know through our social media, through our lives and things like that, and I will get back to you as soon as possible. But don't ever let the conversation die, okay? All right, so the first part of the show is what's good, what's happening, right? So the first thing I'm going to mention today is the whole Mute Mute R. Kelly campaign. It's actually happening. And um, I feel like it's kind of crazy not to disrespect black women, not to disrespect um, the community at all, but it just seems like R. Kelly has been at this for about a good 30 years. You know, like smooth 30 years. What is it? Let me see. I'm 26. I'll be 26 next week. R. Kelly, R. Kelly was born into the 90s. That was his first album. Born into the 90s, right? That was like 99. That's a long-ass time. See, it was before that? Well, public announcement, right? That was like 88. That's a smooth 30 years. So, like I said before on the show, I just think that it's happening now because the whole Me Too movement is happening. And um, uh, they're they're just trying to lump everyone into it. Not saying that you can't. You know, it's just like about time. And you, you don't be afraid to put it this way. It's about time that they want to listen to black women. But um, as far as social media or as far as these streaming platforms not promoting his music, I think it's pretty reductive. I mean, because all that promotion saying, okay, I'm not going to promote Kelly, all that does is make me want to go listen to every fucking jam R. Kelly has. And R. Kelly got some of the biggest jams since Michael Jackson. I mean, you can literally listen to about every fucking song in his catalog, every fucking album in his catalog, and hear about five or six good hits. Five or six good hits. Even if it's the slow shit. Even if it's the I Believe I Can Flies and the World Greatest and all that stuff. So I'm I'm kind of glad that, you know, someone wants to speak up for black women, but it shouldn't take another 30 years is what I'm saying. That's all I got to say about that. Um, So I'm going to move on to this. Like I said, this, this show might be kind of choppy. It might be kind of fast, but um, I was a little unprepared for today. Um... So, it's been this whole, it's not new to the black community, but it's been this whole thing where 
<laughs> They've been putting it out on social media lately and in the news. White women are scared of black people. They're scared of black communities. They're scared of black families. And they're calling the police on black people um, just for being themselves, just for minding their own damn business, which that's kind of fucked up, you know. Um, the most recent one that I saw uh, was a white woman who called the police on a black family because they were barbecuing, and it just seemed really crazy. I um, mean, it was I think it was a white woman who was actually holding, videotaping her, and what's going on, y'all? I see y'all. What's what up, though? Um, oh, a white woman. It was actually taping her and, you know, basically interviewing her, interviewing the black family, and. It just seemed crazy. The man was said, I've been in this community for like 30 years. I know the ins and outs of this business. I know the ins and outs of this park. I know where I can and cannot do things. Um, later on, I saw something on social media about black people actually coming back um, in droves and throwing a party. But I didn't really read that article, so I can't give you the ins and outs on that. Just, you know, keep up with it. If you saw it, you saw it. Um, now I'm going to move on to... Donald Glover, Childish Gambino, This Is America. Um, before, um, I don't like to speak for people, but I know this is something that she said beforehand. So before my co-host went MIA, um, we discussed This Is America briefly. Um, what up, though, Prophet? We discussed This Is America briefly. And, you know, she said she wasn't really moved by it. She wasn't really enthralled by it. Me, personally, I'm not too moved by the content of the song. Um, I feel like the content of the song lacks individuality. I feel like the song is not a song that should be played on radio. I feel like that song was is literally only made to point you, to, for you to, to help point out what's going on in the visual of that video. And without that video, that song is powerless. Um, I see that it moved social media. I see that it moved all the hotel folk. I see that it moved all the woke folk. I see that it moved everybody, and I'm here for it. Um, <laughs> and uh, now I'm laughing at the comments, y'all. People clowning in the comments. I uh, appreciate the support. Like I said, um, definitely continue to help the show. So share, like, comment, all that kind of stuff. Follow us on social media. Appreciate that. But, yeah, um, personally... Like I said, it's not, I feel like it, it has to go with the visual. If the song is not seen with the visual, it just seems like it doesn't connect for me. The visual is very jarring. It was something that people wanted to see, something people needed to see. Um, undertone, undertones of the video were more or less like, um, let me see, these black people just shoot, getting shot in America and being able to walk away from the scene of the crime literally and not get like, Post by the police, and nothing will happen to you. Um, let me see what else happened in that video. I feel like I feel like the video came out like a week ago. <laughs> like I haven't seen it in a minute. But um, oh, the whole dancing epidemic, the whole thing of like to just throw out a new dance wave, and black people will be totally black people will be totally um, thrown by it. And oh, we can have Kanye over here supporting Trump. It's just if we give them a new dance. You know, Drake and Six Guy, I know, and Six and, and Black Boy came out with the shoot, and now everybody doing the shoot, and everybody's distracted. You know, Donald Trump pulls out of a fucking nuclear plan that Obama put in place to help 
um, sm- to help um, bring down. Um, no, not productivity. Where I sorry, words leaving me right now. But to help uh, keep peace in place, and Donald Trump decides to pull out of it. We know America can do whatever the hell they want to do in the first place. But basically what they're saying is, you know, what he was saying in the video and with that visual is that, you know, you can distract Americans, especially black Americans, if you just give them, if you just dangle a little piece of watermelon in front of their face, you know. And then at the end of it, you know, um, once white people do notice you, they usually run after you to attack you, to kill you, or... um, as Jeezy, you know, has always been saying, you know, the same niggas who's a star and you put them on stage is the ones you lock in cages. You know, that's just what they do. So, moving on to the whole thing. Um, I'm not really a fan of Meek Mill. Never really have been a fan of Meek Mill. I didn't. I don't think he's the best rapper. Uh, I think that's a terrible name for a rapper. Um, I know the Meek will inherit the earth, but I don't feel like that's where he was going when he went for that name. Um, you know, Meek is something that you don't want to be, but hey, he out here living his best life. He out here, you know, not trying to slander Nikki or whatever. So that's good, you know. Um, yeah. So here's the Meek Mill falling down more steps. Um, hmm. So recently, of course, everybody saw, if you didn't see the Breakfast Club interview with DJ Khaled, DJ Khaled was on a Breakfast Club recently, and he was talking about how he does not perform oral sex on his partner, his wife, his love of his life, whatever she may be. And um, he says, but as his king, as a king in in his castle, you know, he deserves it. You know, where I spe- I feel like every I feel like you should always reciprocate when it comes to that situation. You know, if you can't reciprocate, you should not ask for it to be done to you. Um, if you're not gonna reciprocate, you know, nudge them out the way when they're trying to do it to you because you ain't getting that back from me. You know, it's just, it is what it is. Um, and I definitely feel like something that that'll be something that we can come back to and discuss later. Back when I have a different opinion, because that's not something I want to go into specifically by myself. I mean, I gave you my opinion, and as simple as that, I feel like that's foolish. Because it kind of seems like a transactional thing when you're saying, okay, I will provide you this kind of life if you be my sex slave and, you know, you look pretty and nice. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I'll just give you a little, you know, a little, little sad dick when I want to. You know, this little hit, little bump when I want to, you know. You, you ain't got to be satisfied. You know, you should be satisfied with what I'm giving you. Okay. Um... So my next topic would be Azalea Banks. Azalea Banks, Breakfast Club interview, and I know I'm moving kind of fast, but like I said, this is gonna be uh this is gonna be a really quick show. It just is. Um when I come back, even if I'm by myself when I come back, um, the topics will be thought out and there will be some not saying they're not thought out now, but there will be room for discussion from other people, even if I bring them in on the live. I see y'all here. What up, though, to everybody here that's joining in with me? Um, hey, if I got to do it, I'll do it until I find what works for the best for the conversation podcast. Um, Azalea Banks. I love Azalea Banks. I don't always agree with the things she says. She's like Kanye. I don't always agree with everything she said. he says, but I got to hand it to you. When they speak and it's not about the bullshit, I, I can't see where they're doing any wrong. You know, um... Uh, I really like her Breakfast Club interview, even though it was kind of slow. But it was only because, of, you know, all interviews are either slow or sloppy when Angela Yee is not there. Not saying she's the glue. It's just that 
Charlamagne usually bogarts the interviews, and DJ Envy just sticks to his title as a DJ. I appreciate you, Prophet. DJ Envy usually sticks to his title as a DJ and just stays true to that. You know, he doesn't really want to come out that box and ask the real good questions because most people just clown DJ Envy. They just, they just do. They just, I guess, in some ways, they kind of only respect him for that talent. So I guess that is what it is. But if you haven't heard Azalea Banks' newest interview, I want to say that it's a really good interview. Um, it could be slow at times, but she discusses Donald Trump. She discusses why, why, she, why she spoke up for him before he got elected and why she thought it would, why, he, why she feels like he's bullshit now. She even discusses the whole game with her and Cardi B and why she was in the club. She discussed rape culture and her actually getting um, basically drugged by some white man um, and then him disarming her in the same sense. Um, she also discussed her new song, Anna Winter, which I really like, and I also like the visual for it, too. Um, and now she has label backing, so her visuals are going to be more solid. She also discussed the RZA situation, um, which I feel like she was definitely right with the RZA situation, like 100% right with the RZA situation. Um, because if that's what happened, then how can you combat it? You know, we saw the fallback of the movie that she put out, which I saw, which was an okay movie. Um, I kind of feel like her rapping skills were better than what they let on in the movie, but, you know, they, he probably downplayed it for that reason. He just wanted to, I guess, try to build her up, but it didn't work for me in that movie. Um, also in that movie is Jill Scott Common and forgot the leading guy's name. But um, it's an okay movie. Definitely check it out. She actually can, you know, I will say she actually can act, you know, maybe put her in a different role and, you know, she'll definitely shine. But she talked about the way RZA basically downplayed her, you know. Um, she didn't want to promote the movie because of that situation because the Russell Crowe situation, if you don't remember, her and RZA went to Russell Crowe's house. He even did a, he even did a, a BC interview about it. He went to Russell Crowe's house. Russell Crowe fucking spit on her. And or spit near her where spit got on her. So if you spit around me and spit got on me, you spit on me. Simple as that. You know, mama said them was fighting words. You beat their ass. So, oh, yeah, happy Mother's Day. <laughs> Shout out to mama. Mama definitely said those was fighting words. Um, Yeah, he, she even said she choked her up. You know, Charlemagne said, okay, so what did you do in that regard? Were you able to, like, did you sue? She said, there's no way I could sue because everybody was backing Russell Crowe. You know, the TMZ thing was conflicting. Everybody was down to lie. You know, he bought the tapes, which is stuff, I mean, I believe, you know, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. You know, she got to prove me wrong. But I think that, well, you got to prove me wrong, but I think that, um... She's not lying about the situation with her and RZA and how it played out. Because, like she said, that was her moment to fucking shine. Why would she fuck up her moment to fucking shine? Wasn't nobody checking for Azalea Banks. I mean, they were, but they weren't at the same time. When she first came out, she was popping. She was hot. Rihanna, everybody was on her dick. You know, and then she started, you know, putting her two cents in, and they didn't like the way she was speaking. And that's another and that's another double standard she, that she attacked. She said... If I was to speak the way some of these men speak, you know, with terrible grammar and all that kind of stuff, I would be fucking beat the fuck down for it. There's no way they let a black woman get away with that type of situation. She even referred to Nicki Minaj. She said, Nick, if Nicki was out here acting fucking retarded or couldn't spell or was illiterate or, you know, all that kind of stuff that she would fucking be berated for it. But she kind of moved into that. You said what? 
that's what that's what I was going to move into. She was she was moving into um, the whole Cardi B situation because DJ Envy mentioned um, that she called Cardi B a uh, illiterate, untalented rat. <laughs> and I'm not saying that Cardi B is untalented because I like Cardi B, even though I don't feel like her album was original at all. But that's what she was. That's one of the points she was making. You know, she was saying that the bar has fallen so low for female rap, and that you know that it's already a small window. So, it's falling so low that she's disgusted by it, and I understand that. You know, and when you see somebody with talent and you want them to display it, you know, or they're untalented and they get to display what they have, and it's so minuscule, it fucking upsets you because. You know you can provide the same situation, but unfortunately, you don't have that backing behind you. Just like the go to the whole Beyonce reference. It'd be a million girls out here that's popping this Beyonce is popping if they had Beyonce's machine. I mean, if you had her machine, you know, then it'd probably be Kelly rolling. Beyonce knows. But right now, it's Beyonce knows and Cousin Kelly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, it's, it's, it's DC3, you know, but whatever. So, uh, but definitely check it out. It's definitely popping. I I definitely recommend it. Um, I want to skip that. I already talked about Trump pulling out the whole nuclear situation, um, which is crazy. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I think the last thing I'm going to talk about before I get out of here is, like I said, thankful was the topic of discussion. Um, you know, dear mama, you know, uh, it is Mother's Day. Shout out to all the mothers out there. Um, you know, uh, and that includes anyone who's ever uh, been with child, regardless if you were able to hold him or her in your hands or not. You know, we, we appreciate you because, you know, we wouldn't be here on this earth without y'all. And we appreciate that. Uh, we respect that. <sighs> All right. So I just wanted to give you a few things I was thankful for, and I wanted to ask you the same. Definitely comment about it. Definitely write into us. Let us know. Um, if there, if you have any issue with our social media, then feel free to hit me on my social media page. Um, like I said in the, um, in the description of today's show, it is some new things and some new looks happening. So yeah, definitely hit me up on that one. Um, and hopefully things will be copacetic soon. But some things I'm thankful for, um, up until recently, I never was really thankful for my family. Because I've always thought my family to be very highly dysfunctional, which they are. And always, when I say highly, I mean more than most. Like, just like, like, on some, like, worse than, like, loving hip-hop shit. Like, some loving hip-hop, like some BMF and all that shit. You know, just, like, crazy shit. I just always thought they were dysfunctional. But um, I've learned to love people um, as they come. You know, and if you're upfront and forward about who you are, Regardless if you're a liar, you know, you're a thief, you're an adulterer, you know, regardless of your sexuality or regardless of any of that, you know, if you're upfront about who you are and who you want to be, you know, and if you're unsure about what, who that is, I'll even walk with you through that journey of you finding out. And that's one of the reasons why I want to say I'm thankful for my family because I feel like as I've gotten older, my family has grown. I didn't think they were ever going to grow up or grow at all. Um, I'm not the youngest member of my family, of course. There are children younger than me, and there's babies just being born. And we have, of course, have extended family. But my 
my um, immediate family that lives here in Detroit. What up, though? East side, west side, southwest, all that. Um, yeah, I just never thought they would connect the way that they have. So I appreciate that, you know, you guys growing. And I'm thankful that you, you're you getting moving past the dysfunction and learning to love and just simply grow. So I'm thankful for that. Um, I'm thankful for some of the many talents that God gave me. You know, if you believe in God, shout out to him. You know, Jehovah or whomever you may say he or she is, um, or spirits or, you know, the universe. Um, I'm thankful to have something to believe in besides myself. And I uh, appreciate the talents that he has given me. You know, um, being able to entertain people is one of them. Um, this, I definitely feel like this podcast is one of them. I feel like it's a great place to voice um my opinions and different things in the community and I feel like it's definitely going to move the way it needs to move um and that's up um I'm thankful for uh my vocal abilities you know just being able to just be talented do the acting all that thing like that's something that I discerned early and I nurtured early but I didn't necessarily expose it to the world as early as I, you know, I used to be dwell on the past and say, okay, well, oh, I wish if I would have did a little old younger, I would have been here already, or I would have had this already. But, you know, it's really all in due time. And I just personally had to grow, you know, and, and, and really find my lane as to where I needed to be and where I was going to go, you know. So I'm thankful for that, you know. I'm discovering that and I'm coming into that and I appreciate that. Um, let's see. Um, what else I want to say I'm thankful for? Oh, I'm thankful for, uh, the ability to, uh, be, become educated, you know? Um, like I said, I'm receiving my first degree on the 19th, so I'm appreciate, I'm really happy about that. Um, and just gaining the tools to help me move through this society as a black man and, um, in an easier fashion. Because, honestly, it's just all about not com- it's coming out the house and not getting shot. I mean, fact the fuck out. I mean, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm not... Just not trying to be funny. It's serious. And I don't think people understand that. I don't think they do. Especially people of different colors. Especially white people, too. I don't, I don't think they get it. I really think that they live in their own bubble... And they just don't understand it. But, um, yeah, I want to say, I hope I'm not leaving anybody out or anything out. Um, God forgive me if I am. I want to say, oh, yeah, it's, it's Mother's Day. I know I said I'm thankful for my family. But I want to thank my mom and, you know, I don't want to cuss right here. I want to thank my mom for uh, being there for me, you know, and uh, helping me grow. And, um. Yes, my mom is up in age. My mother just turned. She just turned 72. So I love my mom. And I'll always be there for you, and I appreciate that, that you're always there for me, um, even when I should have probably went to jail. Because <laughs> we wasn't always on the good path. We wasn't always on the good path. But anyway, um, once again, I want to thank you guys for checking in with the show. Um, definitely hit us up on Facebook. Um, I'll be sending out more invites and you'll be getting more flyers and things from us soon. Um, 
and maybe even some more, a lot more live shows. Uh, hit us up on SoundCloud. All of our links, if you hit us up on SoundCloud, all of our links are right there in the description, so the right-hand corner, so you can really grab all that um, there. Uh, once I post this, I will definitely post all the links under it, post it on my social media pages. Um, might be getting a Snapchat soon. Um, definitely might be collaborating with some other more, some more uh, podcasts soon as well. Um, so, yeah. Definitely trying to get on the ball and get on the move. And de- and um, I guess the last thing I want to ask you is, once again, to reiterate, what are you thankful for? Definitely hit me up. Let me know um, so we can move forward with that and integrate it, in, integrate it into the show. Um, hopefully I'm not missing anything. And once again, I said I will let you guys know if uh, there won't be a show next week. I'll definitely let you know beforehand. Um, like I said, we may go on a short break, but if not, you would definitely see my face and you would definitely hear my voice. And, um, that was the conversation this week, y'all. We out. All right. So the conversation podcast is an educational and lighthearted discussion about the unique experiences of being a young black adult in America. Join T. Bailey hey, and myself, Too Smooth, as we engage in discourse about varying topics such as political, mental health, current events, and all things affecting the black community from Two Young G's perspective. What up, though? You'll laugh, you'll cry, and you'll grow as you listen to the conversation. What are you talking about? This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com.